Welcome to the Balanced Man Podcast with your host, Ernie Harrison. We have five pillars in our lives that need balance. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Join us as we interview pros in these areas to help us gain wisdom, pass that wisdom on, and leave a legacy for future generations. My name is Ernie Harrison. I'm the host of the Balanced Man Podcast. This is second year into this, and I have Matt Bodreau. Is that how you say it? That's how I say it. I don't know if it's yeah. right, but it's how I say it. I've, I've listened to you a couple of times say that, so I'll make sure I get it right. It's true. Yeah, that's how I say it, but I really don't know. I promise anytime I speak in France and Canada, anywhere that the French <laughs> stuff, I actually oh, yeah. even in Louisiana, they say it way cooler. Yep. But yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, and I heard you on a TED Talk you gave back in 2015. You were an education. You were, I guess you were working at a university at the time and kind of have saw the broken system that you were in and i gave a speech which i recommend anybody who see, who hears this could check it out it's matt bodro b-e-a-u-d-r-e-a-u is that how you yes sir correct yeah uh, he has a, he's on a, a ted talk but he's much younger and uh, less facial hair that's right and, the second uh, i brought the beard for the second ted talk so i got you i, I recognize I that, that one. one yeah that one's okay. better. i don't even like watching the first one but no i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> i understand but yeah, so what you what you spoke about was really uh, important to me, and then I want this to be this is a little I want it to be a little different than what you usually do because I know this your focus is what you're doing right now, and I want to uh, talk about that too when it comes mm-hmm. to the the mentorship you're doing for men and mm-hmm. and boys, which I know is, is your passion. But I'm doing this. I started this for my kids. I want to yeah. leave a legacy for my children. Yep. I got a little boy who's five, a little girl who's seven. Yep. And I've worked as a first responder for. 15 years in the military prior to. So I've seen a lot of people who have left this world and uh, didn't leave, you know, anything behind other than pictures. Yes, sir. You know, and I want, the, you know, if something were to happen to me today or tomorrow, I want my kids to have something to glean wisdom from. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I find men like you who I have admirable qualities who I admire. And I've, I've, I've looked at your stuff and researched you and, and know that you have the, there's qualities that I admire and I want to emulate with my children to, to emulate. Very grateful. So, Very grateful. Yeah, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're really busy. Everything has exploded for you in the last 12 months or so, hasn't it? It, it has. And it's also, I want to be clear too, this is all around the same mission still with education. So yeah. I, all the different, all the different projects that we have going on, Underneath the apogee umbrella, the way I describe it is they're all there. We've got different fingers, but it's all the same hand, right? So the hand that we are building is to grasp, go backwards and grasp a free and sovereign society. And we do that through educating individuals, do that through educating the entire family, right? We don't believe education happens in a silo. So it's not just about the kids. It's not just about mom. It's not just about dad. It's about all of them coming together, right? And moving forward. So everything we're doing, I had a chance to build multiple schools that I wanted to build for my own kids. But Tim and I are now, so yeah, we've got the mentorship programs for young men. We've got the mentorship programs for men, which we're talking about for them, creating the same legacies that you're talking about right now and actually giving them the tactical like how-tos, how to build out these legacy playbooks, how to leave the legacy from the, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial standpoints. How do you actually play those games and play those games? But we've got the ladies program that's launching so we can pour into the moms. We'll have the young ladies. And Tim and I are partnering with people all over the world to launch schools that are doing this, 
day in and day out for the youngsters, but also mentoring the parents of the kids who go to the schools. So it's all of that is education in our eyes. Sure. It, you and I have spoken in the past, and, and, and unfortunately, the, the audio wasn't great. Um, yeah. But one of the things that, you know, uh, that really excited me about you was that you're a man of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like it all starts. You know, it's the foundation for all these things, mental, physical, emotional, financial. Everything starts grounded in faith in God. Mm-hmm. And because he's the ultimate father, he speaks to himself as the father mm-hmm. in the Bible. And I feel like if we don't have that foundation, everything else falls apart, right? You know what? And and I'm going to I'm gonna even push back on that a little bit. I don't even think just that faith really provides the foundation. And that's based on, and I know that's going to make people mad, but it's based on my observation because I know a lot of people of faith who are still living in massive amounts of fear. Yeah. They'll quote, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, but all of their actions prove otherwise. And so I don't even think it's just the faith that there's, I think it is the pursuit of him that is what unlocks the foundation for people. And that to me is the biggest issue. We've got a lot of people who claim faith in this country, but are still operating out of fear. I see very few people that are actually pursuing him. And that's the problem. We've got men that will not pursue God. They'll claim God, but they will not pursue him. They, we've got men who will claim being married, but they will not pursue their wives. They'll claim, I want to be a great dad, but they do not pursue the relationship with their kids. They claim they'll repeat all the right mantras, right? Who's popular today? Cam Haynes is popular. So let's see, I'll say, stay hammering. And then I'll tell my friend, I'll tell my friend, Nick Bear says, go one more. So I'm going to say, hey man, go one more. I'm going to say, stay hard. I'm going to say, discipline equals freedom. I'm going to say all the right things. Yeah. My life will not exemplify any of those. And that's why we are falling short. Sure. I feel like, too, people used to be grounded in the word uh, 50, 60 years ago. And now that's it's not popular anymore. Taking God out of schools, taking God out of of, of our government. And we don't have the godly examples of men that we used to have. Right. So they can they they say the things, but they don't have the example to follow. Mm -hmm. So they don't know how to be men like you've talked about before. They don't know how to be men. And, And the Bible gives us a great example of how to be men. Before we started, I was saying a prayer, and I opened my Bible, and the first thing I, I go to is it lands on Samuel and the story of, of David when he slays Goliath, mm-hmm. and, which is a lot of people who don't even know the Bible know that story. Mm-hmm. But it, you have to humble yourself, mm-hmm. and that's part of it is, is being humble. So many people seek out the fame, the fortune, the glory, the, the muscles, the leadership, all these titles, but they never humbled himself to God and actually seek him you were talking about and find out what his laws state his rules are yes sir it's the there you got these almost dichotomies right you've got we call it like the savage and the gentleman you have the savage and the servant you have the the warrior and the poet right you've got a number of different ways that you can frame it but i love the example of dode who we call david right his hebrew name that his given name was dode that's what he went by Dode was that example. And he's, there's a reason God calls him the man after my own heart and says, you are my son. He said this about Dode for two reasons. He rode both of those. He was the savage. He was the guy that was going to go slay. He was the Gabor, which means he was the Gabor El, the Gabriel. He was the warrior of God, mm. right? Yeah. 
And so God calls him a warrior. God himself says, you are a warrior. You're a mighty warrior and you're going to go out and slay. And, you're, and God was like, yeah, man. And, and I'm good with it. You're a man after my own heart. Yeah. I, and then there's the other side where he's the psalmist, right? He's the one writing the mismores, the beautiful songs to God. He's the one that was pouring out his heart and his soul and writing the most poetic, beautiful songs to God that have ever been written. So he's got both sides. And what we've unfortunately done is we've, in society, I believe we've told men, pick a side. Sure. Pick a side. You're either going to be the badass, whatever, and say all this stuff, but don't be the sissy, right? Like, don't do, right? You're going to have all of this stuff over here, which is a bunch of BS and garbage. And usually there's insecure people over here, right? Yeah. Or you got people that are going, hey, just turn the other cheek. Just be soft. Just be meek. Just be this. Don't ever let yourself be a Dad bods are cool now. Like dad, <laughs> you've got this side over here that just yeah. wants. And the reality is. God's no man. This is a man after my own heart because he's here and he's here. Did he, was he a knucklehead in some regards? For sure. Did God say, Hey, that was stupid. Yep. You bet he did. But also he had both sides. And I believe as men were called to have, but you're going to operate more on the, on the, the poet side, the servant side, the gentleman side, you're going to operate there the majority of the time for sure. You also need to have the ability over to be over here. And I, I can tell you the men who are able to walk both sides, in my experience, are the most effective. They're yeah. often the most humble. They're the best leaders and the ones that we can look to and go, okay, when the stuff hits the fan or when we're all just hanging around having a barbecue, those are going to be the people that I'm looking to in all of those situations. Yeah. And so does, are those two things incorporated in your Apache Strong with your mentorship with men? Very much so. Very much so. We it's both sides. How does that work? I, I know similar. I have an idea of how it does, but some people, you know, the first time I'm hearing it, what is it all about? And how does it work? Yes, sir. I appreciate that. So we don't ever take a position, us as an organization, we don't ever take a position of, hey, we are your leaders, we are your authority. We are we take it as the way men operate is very different than the way, and this is a God-given design. And so we lean into that God-given design and we we appreciate this. Women operate a little more face-to-face. -face. Like, let's talk about the feelings. Let's go face-to-face. -face. And that's fantastic. That's more how they're built. Men are more built not to think their way into different ways of acting, but to act their way into different ways of thinking, right? Mm. And that's how God yeah. designed us. We're designed a little more to go, okay, Ernie and I will chat real quick, but then we're going to go ahead and go side to side and we're going to go on a mission together, right? We're going to take action together. We're going to go conquer something together. We're going to go build something together. That's how men, that's how God designed us to, to operate like that. So we want to do the same thing. We're partnering with each one of these men or young men. And what we're doing is we're saying, look, we have got a roadmap for you. And this isn't a Matt and Tim Kennedy say this is the best roadmap. It is a roadmap that is built by a whole bunch of other good men who are ninjas in their specific field. They've got an area that they really specialize in. And so we're going to have this roadmap every month is going to have a different theme involved where you're really doing a deep dive into how to do be better in a specific area. We're going to focus on that theme, but you also have daily habits that we're focusing on. We have specific readings we're diving into. There's workouts that we're diving into. Um, and you've got a brotherhood. you got a community around you. And then every single week we're bringing in 
these men who exemplify all these characteristics, right? We had Tim Ballard come in a couple weeks ago. John Lovell came in last week. Stephen Mansfield comes in. Andy Frazella comes in. I, it, the list goes up. We're just trying to get men who are living these principles to come in and pour in these various months. So that's the way we have it laid out. So these guys have a brotherhood around them. And every month we're challenging them. We dive into um, their specific psychology. And this whole roadmap is designed for them to eventually know how to go forward and build a better roadmap for themselves, right? That's it. We're not saying, hey, we're your guru. We're saying we're walking alongside you in these projects and challenges. So you can figure out where are you crushing it? Where do you need to get better? How can you do like, what's the next, what's the next phase of growth? Personal psychology is part of the part of what we dive into. We dive into schedule, like what it looks like scheduling time and energy management, getting a chief focus, a chief definite aim for the year, the physical fitness side, the spiritual side. And we force them to get uncomfortable in the spiritual side. We force them to, to take a look. Where are you utilizing logical fallacies in your own communication? Let's start steel manning your ideas with that. Most people don't know what they'll hear of a straw man, but a steel man is I'm going to take a look at somebody else's point of view that believes differently than me. And I'm going to see if I can prove them right. And that's an uncomfortable thing to try to do, but it only strengthens your own walk, right? You either prove yourself even more right than you thought, or you go, okay, is this closer to the truth of who God is? Then how do I approach that? Right. It makes you pursue him again. Sure. Uh, we take a look at pouring into our wives, what that looks like, pouring into our kids, creating family legacy books, um, rites of passage for the families, getting into how do we serve in our community, how do we lead in our community, getting into the financial side, understanding financial games that nobody else is telling you you're allowed to play. That is the entire gamut. Yeah, see, that fits right into what I say to balanced man. That was my whole goal is spiritual mental, emotional, financial, those aspects, because I find out when I'm balanced in those areas, when I'm not, you know, overzealous in one way or another, but when I'm balanced in those areas, life just runs so much smoother, right? Yep, you know, yep. when, I, when I'm in the word daily and when I'm exercising regularly and my, it, it seems to balance everything else. I'm emotionally better, able to take on more stress or mm. handle more things because I'm physically fit. I find that my body is out of shape. My mind's out of shape. I don't want to, I don't have the drive to do anything, right? Correct. And that's the design, right? That's our factor. I call it our factory settings. That's our God-given factory settings. Yeah. So the goal with our men is to get them back to factory settings. A lot of it is addition by subtraction. A lot of it is actually pulling out the garbage that they've attached to themselves, the stories they're telling themselves about the stories they're telling themselves, the new, the habits that they've picked up, the whatever it is a lot of that is a lot of this is stripping all of the garbage away to get back to the factory setting whereas yeah. with our young men or our young heroes on campuses it's more about preserving the factory settings so that they don't go add all the nonsense because you're right it's about optimizing all of these areas like that's what we're supposed to, that's what education is you're supposed sure. to grow right but then you say words like optimize i want to optimize things physically and people are like oh that's what it's like. No, that's what education is. I want to optimize my relationship with my wife. I want to optimize my relationship with my kids. I want to optimize my business. I want to opt every single bit of that. And that's not a overly ambitious. That's education. It's what we're designed to do. Sure. A lot of men that we talk about, they, they, our generation started probably with some, a lot of the fatherlessness. I, I had parents divorced when I was eight. Yes, sir. Dad was around, but I only saw him every the weekend on occasion. 
but I felt like I was, man, I was an angry kid mm-hmm. because I had to teach myself everything. I didn't have a man or men to come in and to right. really take me by the, pull me aside and say, Hey, this is how you fish and hunt. And, or this is how you make a, you cut wood and make a shelf or, and I had to teach myself all these things. And, and I was, so I grew up angry, man. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of men out there who feel the same way, who may be intimidated by people like you and, and Tim Kennedy and the other people you have in there. What do you say to those guys who may feel intimidated? Is it something that, that, that you think that they'll come in and they'll feel comfortable with? And there's no, you know what I mean? How I'm, I do coming from today. Yeah, I do what you mean. And I appreciate that question. And it's a really good question. And for those guys, I like to remind them of a few things. One, Tim was a knucklehead who got, who found out two days in a row in his early twenties that he found out that he got some girl pregnant. And then the next day, a different girl was like, Hey, by the way, you got me pregnant. Right. Back to back days. And one of them was like, Oh, and you might have AIDS. Right. And so Tim came from that. Yeah. If you read scars and stripes, Tim's made all the mistakes in the planet. Right. I come from a background of being a completely angry knucklehead young man, put myself in bad situations, was living out of a car for, for quite a while. Right. So where we go back to Dode, go back to David, right? Who we've talked about, talking about like his mistakes with Bathsheba. And t- you're coming into a, a group of flawed men because all men are flawed men, some sure. so, to a far greater degree. And I would argue that we're going to find very few men who have been as much of knuckleheads as Tim and I have. The difference is we decided to change our minds about that and decided to take action on a long enough time frame that we've been able to move things forward and create and reinvent and create a new character and lean into who we're supposed to be versus who we were being, right? Mm-hmm. So every single one. And so what happens is in this brotherhood, and it's happened every single class that we've had since we began, um, and it happens on a continuous basis, the men eventually get to a point and they actually get to it really quickly where they go. Oh my goodness. We thought we were signing up for something that was cool and we were going to get to meet all of these great guys. And that's why we jumped in. We've realized that we get to talk to all these great guys every single week and it's still really fantastic, but it's not anywhere near the reason that we want to stay. Like the mentors, they're like, Ooh, yes. And then they're like, yeah, this is great. But oh my gosh, the work we're doing on a daily basis, the work we're doing on a monthly basis and the brotherhood around us, how close these guys have gotten so fast. They're like all of those things far outweigh the fact that every week we're talking to famous people. Like we don't even care. Like it's really cool. We always take good things out of it, but it's not even close to being the top of the list as far as what this is doing for us. So we've got this brotherhood that's been created because all these men are so dang supportive. We're not doing the whole like, get your ass in gear. That's not how we roll, man. It's, hey, we're designed to be better. Let's all be better together. I'm going to try and I'm going to tell you where I'm screwing up, but I'm also going to tell you where I'm kicking ass. And I want you to come alongside me. You do the same and let's lift each other up while we go. Yeah, that's great, man. Because there's so many, I'm sure you got a lot of guys like me who are you know first responders or veterans and all who miss that camaraderie, who miss that brotherhood. Bunch. And we sacrifice ourselves for the job. Hmm. We pr- provide for our family, but we suffer because we see all the harsh things in life. We yeah. go to all the traumas. We miss all the holidays, the birthdays. We lack sleep because we work 12 shift work, 12 hours, 24 hour shifts. I know that it's, it's killing me. 
mm-hmm. killing. And yep. then, then you give in to the, you don't have time to eat, so you eat junk and you mm-hmm. gain a bunch of weight and it messes up with your hormones and messes with your marriage, it messes with your sex life. He messes with you know the kind of man you want to be, and you're irritable to your children. You're just not the father that you need to be. And there's nothing, there's no one out there who gives a crap. People, the men don't care. People just suck it up and drive on. And I think that's what we got to have is we got to have these mentors because the church isn't doing it. That's right. But we got to find godly men who are speaking each other's lives. And that's right. And the reality is, none of those things that you outlined have to be the reality. Yeah. And it's and that's a hard thing when you feel like you're in a silo or you're surrounded by other guys who that's the status quo. It's the baseline. That's what's normal for the guys in your unit, you guys in your in your crew, the guys in your firehouse, the guys in your whatever that looks like when that's the normal, it, that's it's easy to get sucked into that. And it's, you know, that's not what you want, but you're like, hey, man, this is the way it is. And what's been one of the best things about this brotherhood is guys realize, wait, no, there's actually a lot of men that are going to hold a higher standard. And I may not find it right here in my day to day, but I'll find it in my day to day virtually connecting with you guys. And then we'll get together physically like, and they're changing their mentality around that whole thing. And so reclaiming that sovereignty, again, education, you're reclaiming that sovereignty and freedom that you're meant for in that factory setting. So they're reclaiming their health, they're reclaiming those relationships, they're reclaiming how to uh, learning how to get back to quality sleep, reclaiming the financial ability to start going, okay, how do I shift this so I don't feel like I'm a slave to this if I don't want to be? They're reclaiming the the sexual relationship with their wife. They're recla- all of those things. They are reclaiming because they're being intentional about doing it, and they're being shown that other men are are doing this. And this is the how. It's not easy work, Ooh. but it's worth it. That's really it. There's not a lack of. We don't suffer in society from a lack of education of how to or awareness of how we suffer we suffer from a lack of community and a lack of desire to go through the how-tos together um, yeah. and that's what we're that's what we're helping shift yeah and, and that's what my goal is to not to find fame or fortune in any way or rub elbows with the elite but you want to i want to, to glean it as much wisdom as i can and like you're doing you're sharing that so what i do is try to go out in my in my circle Mm-hmm. and help people better around me. If I'm a better person, everybody around me is going to be better. My life's going to be better. My kids are going to be better. My, Bingo. Yeah. That's all and, it uh, is, man. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. We talk about it. We we talk about it as we say there's two parts of this mission. One is changing individual bloodlines, right? So like changing your bloodline, changing the Harrison bloodline so that your family, everybody around you gets better. Your family gets better. Your grandkids are now better because of what you started, the trends that you started, right? It's it's changing that individual bloodline in all of the ways that matter. And then it's changing culture. And that's how we do it. They're one and the same, really. Because as you change your household for the better, and you change the people just in your general circle for the better, it causes that ripple effect that starts to change society. But we've got to be intentional about that. That's exactly it. And actually, we're going to put... We've got a lot of our men who are uh, wanting to actually do this in formal coaching. So as we go forward, we have a lot of our guys who are going to affiliate and they're going to be coaching and they'll be labeled as Apogee coaches. They'll have earned that Apogee coaching stripe and they will be able to white label our entire, so they'll stay connected to what we've got going and they'll be able to white label the entire, like the entire back end, the entire like 
the tech side of it, some of the stuff that's so hard to start on the business side, they'll be able to white label that entire thing and bring people through our exact same process, our exact same roadmap, wall attack. And think of it as like a CrossFit, right? You grew up in a separate CrossFit gym that's connected to the biggest, bigger community. Sure. A lot of these guys are doing exactly that. And as we continue to grow, we've got a couple of guys who are like fire guys, right? And they came out, they're in the fire service or coming out yeah. of the fire service. And they're going to be specifically focusing on, cool, let's do all this together, connect to the greater large, but let's just have fire guys in our unit. We've got uh-huh. LEO guys that are just going to have LEO guys in their unit because then it's just an even higher level of we all speak the same language. Sure. And we just want to help people optimize these things as much as humanly possible so they can get out of this fear-driven mentalities. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. And I was listening to, I saw you and uh, Tim on Fox and Friends and some of the statistics he was giving out. Yes, sir. Just about the fatherlessness in the homes because so many people, like say if the marriage isn't suffering, marriage is suffering, they just give up. They don't yes, want to put in the work in that aspect. So then you leave your kids and majority of the time the father's gone and they're there with the mother. So he talks about what 90% of kids that are, that are on the street come from fatherless homes. Yeah. 70% of those without fathers end up in substance abuse or, or 70% who are involved in substance abuse come from fatherless homes. Yeah. 70% of those kids that get out of school come from fatherless homes. Four times more likely to be in poverty. Mm. Um, that's the, the, if you want success, you said fathers need to be in the home. Yes, sir. Um, it's the, but, it, the statistics are what the statistics are. That's, it's just the reality of that. Yeah. It, it matters, man. And being in the home matters. And then being a good father. Yeah. Just takes it to the next level. Sure. <laughs> and that's an okay thing to strive for. It's a weird, we have a weird thing Ernie, where we're not I can go on social media all day long if I want, and I can take off my shirt and I can be like, look, man, I'm 43 and I still have a six pack. And people will be like, oh, cool, man, way to go. That's awesome. And look, go get it, man. I think every guy should like, go get it. That's great. Shows discipline, shows shows hard work. Cool, man, go get it. But we're in a weird spot because if I go on or when I go on and I say, look, man, I'm doing a good job. Can I get better? Always. Is there such thing as perfection? No, but I should always maintain that as my standard. But when I put it out there, hey, man, I'm doing a really good job raising these humans, man. And and I'm proud of that. I've got three amazing young heroes that I get to raise. And I'm really excited about the fact that uh, I, I look around and objectively speaking, I am a really good father and I'm working to get better and trying to fix the, the places I'm at. Oh, you're a good dad. Oh, way to go, dude. Bra-. Like, that's not okay to brag about. It's okay to brag about your six pack. It's not okay to brag about the fact that you're a good dad. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I'm going to brag about that all day long. I got a lot of mistakes that I still make, but you better believe I'm going to brag that is my priority and that it's working. Man, I've got a great relationship with my family. I want to brag about that all day long because I want to put that on a pedestal again because I want people to strive for that. You brag about victim mentality and everybody comes, oh, yeah, that's right. The world sucks and it's okay that the world sucks. No, I'm going to brag about the fact that I've got a really good relationship with my family and I want that for you too. Yeah, amen, man. That's uh, that's awesome because that's uh, it's missing. And I think a lot of people don't understand it's missing. But yeah, you you got the six pack, but you spend so much time on it in the gym that you could be spending half that time and spend the other half with your family, investing in your children, spend that time talking to your children. I was ready to listen the other day. Uh, my wife was telling me some statistics. People spend an average of 15 to 30 minutes at most 
talking to their children yep. every day. Like if because they, they get up, they eat, they they go to school, they're home, they're doing homework, and then they go to bed. They don't spend time with their kids, and and that's yep. what we decided to homeschool. I said, what's the point of spending eight hours a day in some place, somebody else is teaching my kids something that I don't agree with. I don't even know what they're teaching them. Yes, and I don't right. get to see my kids. And then they say, you know, they're grown and gone. And we repeat this same cycle. Yep. And I want to have, like you said, I want to be a good father. I want to be able to teach kids everything that I wasn't taught. That's I right. don't want them to have what I didn't have. But I do want them to, to learn the things that I wish I had learned. That's right. That's right. And it's, and I think it can be a yes and. So I'll I'll keep my six pack and I'll be hey, guess what <laughs> do? Guess what I do? I work out with my kids. <gasps> sure. Hey, great, right? Because you're teaching them something that's wildly important. You keep everybody in shape and you go on a mission and you do this stuff together. So all yeah. three of my kids are in good physical condition because we all enjoy exercising together. Hey, because yeah. you're showing them how to be healthy. So it's not even just about the amount of time, it's the quality of that time too. And so when we're all on this mission together, everybody doing their thing and when we do a lot of that stuff together, people think that's weird too. It's later on today, my son will have his got ninja warrior training that he does. Like the American Ninja Warrior is a great facility yeah. out here, you know, and so he does that every week. And, and then kickboxing is his other thing, right? So he's my seven-year-old boy. When he has practice later today, I'll go, my wife will go, and both of his sisters will go. And then tomorrow, one of his sisters has three hours of competitive gymnastics practice. I'll go. My wife will go, my other daughter will go, and my son will go. And this weekend, we all had to, you know, we had to move goats and build and, and help build this new chicken shelter. And so all five of us did it. And then we had to go to the grocery store and all five of us went, man, we do everything together. Yeah. Like that's weird today for some reason. We do everything together. We go everywhere together. We always have since they were young. That's people are like, oh, I got to get away from the kids. Why? We go on vacation. We bring the children. We like them. They like us. Yeah. Yep. In the same way. So, so a lot of people, we talk about balance. That they, people don't know how to find that. So can you go through like a typical day for you and how you balance your day out? Because somebody says, well, I don't, you know, he said, well, you, you, you're successful and you got education and you got money and all that. I, I don't, I have to work 80 hours a week and I don't have time for that. You know, yeah. what do you I, out, I outwork any, I outwork anybody I know, period, end of story. And that's, and I'm still more balanced because it comes down to depth. So Socrates says the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. Right. And so when I, when I talk about balance, I'm talking about it first and foremost, right here between the ears, I'm at peace more than any other human that I know. Nobody can shake that. Right. And that comes down to me optimizing my time and my energy in all those areas that we've been talking about, the physical, spiritual, emotional, relational financial, right? I'm opt I'm working to optimize in all of those areas. And so for me, that is what provides the balance that's up here, right? I feel really good. I know what I'm doing every day and I'm I'm all outline kind of what a day really looks like, but I'm putting all that stuff in there and I don't ever I am in I get the must be nice crowd, right? Oh, must be nice. You live on a farm, must be nice, you make good money, must be nice. And I say, yes, it is. All of those things are nice. And I will tell you again, I was living in a 1982 Toyota Corolla. I did have the experience of having to go put every single item in that shopping cart back on the shelf because I got up and I couldn't pay. There was no money in my bank account to pay for food. And so I was eating. I lived off of cans of tuna fish and cans of black beans with mustard packets I would steal from restaurants for years on end. 
And then even when I decided I was going to build these schools and start pushing the business, I made $31,000 in a year living in California, married with a child mm. yeah. while I was building all these things out. I went seven years straight, seven years straight without a single day off of work. The things that we have now, are they nice? Yes, they're, it's nice to be able to have those, but we work really hard to not just be able to provide those things and have those things, but to make sure that the relationships are better than they've ever been, to make sure my relationship with God is better than it's ever been, to make sure that my relationship in my own mind is better than it's ever been, right? That's where the balance comes in. It's that we worked really hard to get there. And that's what people don't understand. There was nothing handed to anybody and, and balance. I define it that way. So that said, every day in our house, everybody has their schedule mapped out. So I know, so you'll never see, like I'm in my office right now. You'll never see kids come barging in. You'll never see my wife. They all know what I'm doing right now. I know exactly what they're doing right now because everybody's schedule is up together. So during the days, like we're getting up, I'll usually get, you know, my quiet time, my reading, my studying, all of that stuff in right as I get up, I'll make sure that's my priority, the reading, the studying while I'm having the coffee. And then I'll go get my workout in. I'll get up early enough to just make sure I get those things prioritized. I'll have breakfast with the kids and we take care of our family chores on the farm together. All of us, we all have jobs. My kids are 12, 10, and seven. They have things on the farm that are just theirs. That's their job. That's their responsibility. So we'll handle our morning chores. I'll go straight into work after that. And a lot of times it's podcasts or it's just working on the various things that we have going on. So I'll go straight into work and I'll work right up to lunch. They're working on, once they come back in from chores, my wife will keep working on things for the farm. She really runs the farm business. My kids will get self-directed workouts in. They'll take on projects and academics, anything that they're working on, but they'll self-direct all of that, dive into the books they're reading. We'll have lunch together. A lot of times we'll have Socratic conversations during lunch based on the books they're reading. And then in the afternoons, I'll come back, get some more work done, come back down into the office. My wife will get some more work done around the farm business. And my kids will go self-direct either free time and play time, or they'll self-direct. They're not on screens and not on TV, or they'll self-direct more on the educational side and the reading and, and pouring into each other. Late afternoons are usually reserved for either horse stuff. My oldest daughter is 12, but she works on a ranch and she works at a horse camp. And then she'll have riding lessons too. So the afternoons, she's got riding lessons some days. My other daughter, gymnastics some days. My son, kickboxing and ninja. We'll go to all of those things together. Come back, have dinner as a family. And then as we're doing evening chores, sometimes I have other evening work to tackle during the evening chores time while they're doing that. And then the last hour of the day or so, we're hanging out, talking, having a little more discussion before we head off to bed. And that might be a time where they might put on some sort of horse related TV shows or whatever, if they're going to watch something like that, yeah. it's not, we're not sitting and scrolling and going through a bunch of garbage and Netflix and whatever we can. So that's really what most days look like, man. Yeah. You, know? you have a Sabbath day of the week. Y'all take off that you kind of. We, we have a day that I do a whole lot less work, almost none. I'll post something for the men, but I'll usually do a whole lot of nothing. We still have farm chores. The animals don't care that we still have to feed them. So we'll do the farm chores. And we'll do a little more of the bigger projects as a family that allow us to relax. But we'll take Saturdays as those Sabbath days 
then I've got a group of, I got, we have a community that we connect with around the pursuit of God on those Saturdays as well. we got a community that we connect with from around the world. We're all working on translating like Dead Sea Scrolls together and diving into the Hebrew. And okay. So we do all that on Saturdays. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, the, the, the guys that you have that come and speak, is it there? Are they like on a rotation? that they come like different times of the month or it's just like a one-time thing they, they speak and depends on, depends on the guy. There's, um, so there are certain guys that I don't, I don't personally know, um, but they come in for us right now. We're in a, our class number one. We have a few different classes of guys, meaning we just start a new class of brothers every quarter, right? October 1st will be our next start for another and they'll go through that 12 months. But having guys in different sections, these guys can help also mentor the guys that have come before them and say, hey, man, that month, focus on that. This is where I messed it up. So we get extra kind of fellowship sure. that way. But this month, the guys in our very first class that are focused on self-reliance and self-sustainability, where are we, where are you looking good and where are you still very reliant upon I don't know how to start a fire, grab, get water. I don't know how to build it. I don't know how to get food. I don't know how to grow food. I don't know. Okay, cool. Let's dive into doing that a little better. So this week we've got Joel Salatin coming in, who's like the OG of homesteading and, and farming, mm-hmm. the man in that regard. I don't know Joel. We reached out to him to see if he would come on board and and I'm very grateful that he decided he would do that. So we'll have a great conversation with him. And that's Maybe we'll talk to him again afterwards. Maybe we won't. We'll see how the conversation goes. That's sure. really it. And then I got Bedros Cooley, and is a good friend of mine that I talk to all the time. And so Bedros is anytime I need him, it's, hey, man, let's work and just make sure we can get it on the schedule. And he'll come in. John Lovell, same thing, is a good friend. Stephen Mansfield's a great friend. We got guys that I actually have relationships with or that Tim has relationships with that make it easy in that regard. And, and of course, the more we go forward and put out the work and the more we're making these connections and becoming friends with a lot of these guys too. So it's a yes. And sometimes it's the first time I've ever talked to him. Sometimes it's the hundredth time I've ever talked to him. You know? Yeah. So is there ever an opportunity to, is there like a, the, for the community to meet up together in person? Always. So I, every week for the last six weeks, we've had somebody over to the, over at the farm. <laughs> so we've got, we always do an annual, we'll do an annual event. So in December will be our big annual events. We'll be out at the Austin convention center. Anybody underneath the Apogee umbrella, you're in the men's group, you're in the young men's, you're in the home education crew, you're in the women's crew, you're launching one of the schools. We're going to all get together uh, at the Austin convention center and uh, all the families. We're going to have wow. And Tim Grover is going to be out there with us speaking. And um, a lot of the mentors are out there in that Austin area. So we're all going to get together and, and spend some time together there for our annual event. But geographically, guys are also connected to whoever is to, in a smaller unit, to whoever is close by. And then guys, some guys, we have one guy as a pilot and he's always flying all over the world. Every time he lands in a city, he's like, who's here? You know, and so they're getting together. We got guys, some guys that are just, there's, we got an inordinate amount of guys in Texas. You know, the guys in the Dallas area or the Austin area are always getting together. We're always encouraging, if you can, get together physically too, man. It just makes a, it makes a big difference. Yeah, man. It just sounds so awesome. I, I think the, I, I looked into your class. I wasn't in a place at the time to, to join your first class because that's really what I wanted to do. But financially, I wasn't in the place to be able sure. to join. And that's probably going to be a big hindrance for the majority of people who look into this. Um, because I, I'm assuming that the fee is the same for everyone, 
but it was for the whole year. It basically breaks down to almost two hundred dollars a month, right? So like two thousand dollars a year for the yes, for the program. Yes, which sir. you know, when you break it down for what you get out of it, it's totally worth it, the cost. Yeah. It is. So it's that's where we had to go to work because we've had all kinds of advisor. Because the reality is, what well, we're we're far underpriced for what's going on. Some of the guys we're bringing in, it's like normally. You know, it's ten, fifteen thousand dollars to have somebody come in for an hour because we're working on your business or we're working on sure. your, you know, and these guys are coming in as just a part of this. So we know we've got plenty of plenty of advisors, many of whom are mentors who are on the call who are like, "Hey, by the way, you guys should be ten xing this. This should be at least five x. It should be at least ten. So we've had plenty of that. We also know that if you, it's this funky game, man. Because if we go, hey, man, this is. Well, free doesn't make any sense because we're taking so much time in this. But if we're like, hey, 20 bucks a month, whatever, we're guys aren't yeah. guys don't commit. Guys don't get after it. Guys don't actually yeah. want to do the work. So it's a really it's a funky thing, man, to try to price something like that because you genuinely want to help. But you also need guys that are going to genuinely put in the work. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So you talking about work. Uh, what, how much work you're looking at a week? Uh, right? What's a typical week? Somebody's looking into it. Like, oh, I got a job. I'm working. 60 hours a week, well, how much time am I going to put into uh, join this program? What's it going to take? Yeah. We it's it's Mount. I mean, we have guys that are doing that exact that exact thing. We've got guys that are in fire. We got guys that are in law enforcement. We got guys that are federal agents, you know, FBI agents. We got guys that are currently Olympic athletes. We got guys that are professional athletes. We got guys that are special operations, you know, military. We got guys that are working two jobs. We got guys that are we have quite literally every scenario you can think yeah. of, you know, so. So, you know, we have all of those things that are all of those guys that are rocking and rolling. So the months are designed to where when you've got your time, your open time, you're able to dive into these projects, these challenges, this reading. Part of the reason we do the things we do, fixing your own psychology first and diving into your schedule first, most guys realize it's not a matter of time. You're not efficient with your time. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing, right? We we fool ourselves and go, man, I'm so busy, man. I'm just doing, I'm running all this. Like, I'm just too cool, man. That's cool. Ernie Harrison has the exact same amount of time every week as Matt Bodro does, who has the exact same amount of time every week as Tim Kennedy does, who has the exact same amount of time every week as Elon Musk does. It's It's about the leverage for your time, right? So what are you producing with the time you put in? goes back to that conversation about the kids. Let's say you only do have 15 minutes with your kids every day. That's not enough in my opinion, but let's say you only have it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be really effective in those 15 minutes. I'm going to be far more effective in those 15 minutes than most other men are because I'm going to be intentional about getting the leverage out of them. I'm going to make those 15 minutes matter. Most men don't do a good job with their time management and their energy management. So we walk men through this lead principle of what is the life or death that needs to get done? What can you actually eliminate? What can we automate? What can we delegate so that we can start to be more effective with our time, right? So we do all of those things up front. Those are the first things we tackle because yeah. I, like I said, I outwork everybody in that program. I outserve everybody in that program. I'm work. I own multiple businesses. I am working my tail off for sure. I just understand how to do it well and get leverage. So I want these guys to understand that too. All of our calls are recorded. So guys can go back through and they can, if they can't make the live call, they can go back through and watch it. They're never having to miss anything. And then a lot of times their smaller units are also, 
deciding they want to try to jump on a call every week. It's how much do you want to put in? We break things down into really the daily habits too, that you end up seeing move the needle more than anything else. Yeah. Habits that don't take long, but it starts to get you to be more efficient. So there's no blanket time commitment. You're learning to be more efficient with your time in general. That's part of the thing. So when guys are like, ah, oh, man, I just, I'm too busy for it. I'm like, well, that's precisely why you need it. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. So let's say, all right, you join and you do the year long program, you commit and you finish that year. Uh, is there like a, is it an alumni? Is there any cost after that? Or how does that work? Yeah. Multiple ways to play the game after that. So some guys are affiliating and quite literally building a side business or leaving their business altogether to continue coaching utilizing as an affiliate, right? And continuing that white label. So some guys are going to stay as like some of the primary coaches. They're building out their own coaching business. And so we're going to gotcha. help market all, like help them, you know, to, to build that out as we continue to grow. So some guys are doing that. Some guys want to just stay on and, and go through the entire thing again for stay involved in the work, in the in our private community that's on workplace. They want to just stay in there and it's going to be like, I don't know, 20, whatever the cost is to have workplace is expensive. It's an expensive platform. So just yeah. whatever the cost is for a member, I mean, it'd be like 20 bucks a month or something to stay on and just stay within the community. Some guys sure. want to stay on and go right back through it. We will have other programs that guys can go, okay, what what's a deeper dive into these things too, but you don't have to do that. Some guys want to just stay in, go through it again. Some guys want to stay in and pour into future classes. Maybe they're not the lead coach, but maybe they want to connect with a smaller unit for another class and just walk through it with these guys and go, man, this is how I did it when we did this. We have multiple ways because again, we're worried about changing the culture. So we don't yeah. want to make it something that we're asking guys to just stay and pay 200 bucks a month forever if they can't do it. And we want guys to go deeper if they want to do it, but we want guys to be able to stay connected and move this forward. So we make it accessible however that looks for guys. It, it's, it's great because it's like I said, it's like military first responder. You know, you, if you get to brotherhood and then next thing you know, after you, after the money's gone or you're done, you leave people back into a place. So if that's a way that they can still connect in the future and they, well, they're going to build bonds. I'm sure with friends in any way, no matter what, even if it is over with, you For probably sure. make a bond there with different people that last a lifetime. For so, sure. But we're, we're committed to the culture. So when I say we have our annual event this year is at Austin Convention Center, I want this to be a problem for us. I want it to be a problem where we're like, shoot, man, do we have to get a stadium this year for our annual event? Yeah. I want that kind of problem because if we have that kind of problem, then we have that many men who are committed to leading their families at that kind of level. And we're going to make a dent. Yeah, man, I commend you so much just for what you're doing and having the having this insight to be able to go and to fulfill this mission that you've had for yourself. I think God's given it to you. Cause I think it's been needed for a long time and it's just, it's awesome. You got people like Tim Kennedy on your side and, and you're humble. I really appreciate how humble you are. I, I reach out to you here periodically on, on social media and you always respond even with a voice message. And, and that I hope you always keep that. I know that you can't do it for everybody cause it's just so busy, but thank you so much just for being so humble and being so kind and uh, generous with your time. No. Um, honor is always mine and you're a good man my friend that's it i try to give back to anybody and everybody that i can help that's what i'm here for right that's what god's got me here for is to help as many human beings as, as possible i think that's a part of all of our missions in one way or another i'm very 
fortunate to, to be able to get on and have great conversations with great human beings like you. Uh, I don't take that for granted in, in the least. So it may always take me, it might take me a day or two to get back to people sometimes, but I always want to do it. I'm no better than anybody else, uh, nor is anybody better than I am. This is, this is our mission together as God's people. Yeah, man. Look, I know you got another one coming up after this. I'm going to give you time to get you a little break. Let me pray for you real quick, man, and then uh, yes, I'm going to let you go, man. Yes, sir. Uh, gracious God in heaven, thank you so much for this conversation with Matt. Thank you for him and his life that you've given him, just every breath that he takes, every beat of his heart, Lord, is from you. And uh, thank you for the leadership he's provided for First and foremost for his his wife and his children and how he is going out and spreading, Lord. He is producing fruit. He is using his gifts, Lord, and uh, multiplying them tenfold. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for him and, and for the partnership he has with all these men. I pray that it continues to, to grow and be successful, Lord. But most of all, I pray you get the glory from it all because the foundation is not built on you, Lord, is going to crumble. So I just pray you the foundation and it will continue to grow and that your name will be exalted in the process. Thank you again. I hope many people hear this, Lord, and they're encouraged by it. And um, like I said, again, you're given honor and glory because of it. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Great for you, brother. Amen. Thank you so much. And I really hope to be a part of this program with you as the future goes on and get to know you a little better. Thanks for listening to The Balanced Man Podcast. You can find us on the web at thebalancedmanpodcast.com and on Facebook at The Balanced Man Podcast. 